Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. It's Little Big Town Week on the Bobbycast. All right, from 2019, we're going to talk with Philip here. He's the final member of Little Big Town. All this week, we've been individually letting them share their stories about how Little Big Town came together, but also their individual stories about how they got to a point to even be in Little Big Town. So this is Philip Sweet. Philip, he's blonde, but he's a dude. Obviously, a Philip blonde, a blonde woman dude. would be kind of weird. Uh you know, he's got a super soulful voice. He's actually the lead singer in their new single, which is uh, pretty cool. And so Philip talks about growing up a food stamp kid in northern Arkansas, going to college on a vocal scholarship, how his run-in with Conan O'Brien didn't go so well. I don't remember that. It's funny. Is it? Yeah. I mean, this is from 2019. I, this has been a great week. because, And I think at this point, we have so many episodes with so many people, even before they got famous. This is basically a museum. This feed is a museum of country music. And a museum of all the studios we've had throughout the years. That's true. I've moved a lot. <laughs> I was talking to my wife about that. She's like, you moved a lot. I said, well, as a kid, we got kicked out of places all the time. So I think it's just, well, it feels like it's time to move again. She's like, well, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> and I was like, that's good, but I really think that's it. That's I would just it. move. I just move because I'm like, well, this doesn't feel comfortable being here this long. Gotta go. Weird how that's naturally inside of me. Like, I'm itching right now to go. Like, move somewhere else. <laughs> uh, like, right now, as I'm recording this. Uh, okay, here we go. Here is Philip Sweet. I hope you guys check out all four episodes. Learn the whole story of Little Big Town. We love them. They're so nice. They're also so good. And that's all. And enjoy. Little Big Town Week on the Bobbycast. There's no breath there. There's an episode 186 of the Bobbycast with Philip Sweet of Little Big Town. Which I think, I was trying to think back. Well, we have a lot of, it's funny how you, if you live here long enough, which I think now I've been here a while. I've been here enough to consider myself part of this community now. Yeah, and... I'm 10 minutes late. So. No, no, you're good. You're good. It's The traffic's terrible. It, we schedule it, it these does. things at the worst possible it's, times. It's, well, it was a weird time. Because we, <laughs> we try to balance it But there's it no pressure. With the radio show being all day. I mean, And then I'm up there imagine. until whatever. And then I try yeah. to get a workout in. And then we try to put this so it's not too... There's, it's, it's terrible to get over here. And then come down that road out there. 
like that. It's traffic. When I drive down this road, I think like about my Arkansas homie. I'm like, we didn't yeah. expect this. <laughs> That's true. We didn't know what to anticipate when it was happening. Yeah. When it was growing as it is now, it's incredible. We have a, a lot of mutual friends. I, as I was sitting here about to, um, I said, hey, yeah, Philip's coming over. And so Topher hit me up. I love Topher. Who's like one. So Topher is one of my friends. I, and I don't have a lot of, like, um, I would say peers in Nashville that I hang out with outside of work things. But Topher's he, one of my dudes. He's pretty genius. And so he's actually working with you guys and written some stuff for the new, for the new record, huh? Peace and uh, blessings. Yes. And is he, is he producing you guys at all? We worked on a couple things together yeah, so that we wrote, co-wrote together. Still yeah. under lock and key right now? Well, you know. Well, listen, I, I just know what I see online. So he said to say what up, and then you know who's coming over later is Adam Bobo. What? Who's a friend of mine. And, but it's like we, we have the same kind of circle well, of Well, I was so folks. impressed when Topher said, I wrote some things with the guys, you know, and, and they're going to come out in the next record. I was like, What? Like I should get in in on that. Like with some <laughs> Arkansas crazy, yeah. we got to get a little. And you are from Arkansas, oh, you know, which has always been Northeast kind of Arkansas. Yeah, but like Jonesboro. So I yeah. think Arkansas State. I think of Jonesboro. Where'd you grow up? Yeah, uh, well, a little bit more west of that, I guess. If you would call Jonesboro, you know, Arkansas State, mm -hmm. and they used to be called the Indians. Now they're the Red Wolves. They changed the name. They the changed, controversial they, mascot. I know. Change, yeah. It was so weird. So for me, they've always been the Indians. What was your town called? Jonesboro. Well, but uh, for me, like I grew up in Hardy, Cherokee Village. Cherokee Village, yeah. Yeah. So that's, just, I, I should say, the Spring River, you know, because the Spring River kind of feeds into everything else. And then you go from there. When I was young, we used to drive up to Jonesboro and I'd either play ball up in Northeast Arkansas, like baseball. Um, I thought about going to Arkansas State, so I went up and toured, but I remember we'd always drive through Wiener. And I thought that was the funniest town because there's literally a town of Wiener, Arkansas. Mike, spelled like a penis. It's really? W, yeah, W E I N E R. Oh, right, Philip? It's true. It's yeah. a real town. Oh, we'd always take Wiener. It. Before I mean, we could take us Instagram pictures, we'd have to take like, it on a. On how can a, anybody take Arkansas seriously when you have a the town? Name of the Indians, but they won't change Wiener. I mean, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, high five yeah, to that. High five. Dude, like, we got to change the name of Wiener. You brought a Coke with it's you? It's like Vina. Well, I brought, you did, you I brought like a, real sugar, Bobby. But you didn't bring a bottle opener, and that's an old school coat? I know. I, with, we have no bottle opener me? here. Well, I, I was kind of hoping that you Mike had might have one in his bag. a real bottle opener. He does, because yeah. I'm not classy enough to have Look a real bottle that. opener. Wait, what is that? The shape of Texas, of course. Well, he's a Texan. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. Texas <laughs> and Arkansas it's not a, get along. Not a wiener shape, sorry. <laughs> Thank God. If you pull this off without spilling it with this weird bottle opener. Hey, I'm a, cl right. I'm a class act. Go ahead. Here we go. Watch this. Philip is going to open this. There's no way. You, there's no way. It is a little slippery. That's not going to That's, a, that's not gonna work, is it? Mike, you want to help him out? What, watch this. Do you do it the Texas way? What's, this, what's the? I'll show you the Texas way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need, oh. I need some help here, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough way. By the way, this in a riveting podcast segment. <laughs> yeah, riveting. There we go. Oh my gosh! And then Bobby like he let the like at the bottle. Uh, He's you, like, I don't drink these things. Well, I used to drink a lot of Coke. <sighs> I drank a three liter of Mountain Dew a day, like growing up. And that's what I had was bologna sandwiches and Mountain Dew. I grew up on that. Yeah, so. me no. too. When I listen to your show, that's what I think about. I'm like, ah, bologna sandwiches, all that. 
everything, and real Coke. Real Coke, bologna with a lot of mustard. And sometimes we were a so lot broke. Of mustard. We were so broke sometimes that we wouldn't even have bologna. We just do mustard on white bread. Yeah. Like if it was a bad it, week. When you say white bread, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's wonder bread. And you could actually take it and eat. White bread was so good to me as a kid. Oh, it's still so good. I would think, why would people ever eat wheat bread? It, well, wheat bread's a lot healthier. If you eat, now I don't even eat bread. You know, it's funny how times have changed. <laughs> now I'm all frou-frou. I, don't, I just don't do many carbs. But back in the day, it was all white bread. And, you know, I just don't buy into it anymore. I'm like, I'm all about the white bread. Like, if Still? you're going to eat it, if you're yeah. going to do it, do it. You grew up a bit like me. Did you grow up? I, a I'm, lot a, like I'm a food you. stamp kid, welfare kid. Big time, big time food stamp kid. Yeah, so what, what, was, what was it like growing up for you? It was all about the, for me, it was about the grilled cheese. Yeah. Because you had your government cheese. Your yeah, block your block of, cheese, of government cheese that you had to wait in had, line for. And you had to get the, the, the bread. And then you had to get, obviously, the oatmeal, which fed you every morning. And then, as another thing, you had to get the hot cocoa. From the, uh, yeah, government cocoa? We never got government, we got government pudding. We never got government cocoa. It's called, it, it came from boxed milk. Like, have you ever had boxed milk? Yes. My grandma would get boxed milk. Yeah. I mean, I shiver just thinking about it. Mike, did you ever have government cocoa? No, I never had No, that. see, they were I teaching people things. Um, okay, so they had like this box, and it had milk in it, powdered milk. Mm-hmm. And my mom was a genius at making, taking, turning the powdered milk into hot cocoa. And that would go with the grilled cheese. I don't know. It, it worked, but... God, that sounds gross right now. Well, you come a long way. <laughs> I mean, here you guys are, you know, it's funny to, to look and people will see Little Big Town and go, man, those guys are on top of the world right now. But what you see is, one, we'll call it the Instagram lens of it. The, I like that. Because you only see the things that really are meant for you to be seen. True. And most people aren't putting out the things that... Um, and I've kind of been off of it in a little while. Off of what? You know, I've kind of off been Instagram just in not, general? Yeah, I haven't been posting... And that doesn't mean anything, really. I just, you know, being here with you guys today, it's like, I've, I've just been, I've been traveling, we've been on the road, we've been working, I've been at my uncle's funeral, I kind of have just been off of it, you know? I just didn't post, I haven't thought about it. And something about that is okay with me. I, I think a break's good. I have, yeah. I have about a couple a year where I just kind of scrub myself. And I found, too, that I don't even miss it that much. Well, I get off and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You know, like, I, know, I like to connect. I yeah, use it to connect. I like con- to connect. Yes. And that's the thing. Like, I, I feel connected to you and I can check on people and I can follow along. But for me, like, it's just one of those things where sometimes I just need a break and it gives me that space. Aren't Instagram stories of such a cool thing to actually have a different way to communicate? Like, you have your like entire community of people that you talk with on Instagram stories that you really don't even text with and you really don't ever see in real life, but you have this, like I would say Matt Carney is a guy yeah, that I talk with all the time on Instagram stories. Great example. That I don't, we don't text. We don't ever see each other, but he's one of my favorite artists. Yeah. And he did this. We've just, we talk all the time on Instagram stories. I feel the same way about Dave Barnes. Yeah. He's so funny. He's so funny, yeah. And I'll watch him and I'll check him out. But like, you know, I mean, don't be upset with me out there. I just haven't been posting. I have lots of things to post, actually, because we've, we've been to South France. We've been to New York. We've been, you know, doing all these things. Jimmy Fallon. We've had a lot going on. And 
sometimes I feel kind of guilty, like, oh, I don't, I don't post enough about what's going on in my life. And then I also feel that that's okay. How was Jimmy Fallon? What's, so good. What's, what's, what's he like a person? He's like you. He, I'm like, Bobby! Or like, Jimmy! It's the same kind of thing. I feel good. I feel like I want to just hug his neck and he's great. And he's real. He's down to earth. He makes that space feel really interconnected. He doesn't make you feel off. Like he makes you feel good. He makes you feel like he was waiting for you. Walk me through what it's like on the day of doing a late night talk show as a musical artist. Because you got to go. Do you go and sound check every time? Yeah, you got to go sound check. So you have to go before the show starts. So you do. What time would okay. you go up before a Fallon? Because a Fallon tapes at what time? Five? Well, it's like you get there like 11 a.m., okay. you know, and you're spending your whole day there, and you'll kind of camp out at the studios. This particular time, they were actually doing it live. So so we were there from 11 a.m. to we didn't start like shooting it till 11 p.m. So we had all this time to kill. So you got to sustain your energy. Yeah, right. While you're there, you know, you got to stay up. And it was great. We, but he's just really funny. Like, we taped some segments and stuff. Uh, one thing we did didn't even get used, you know? So it's like you tape a funny segment, you think, oh, I can't wait to see this on TV. And it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't get, get used, used at yeah. all. You know, they, they didn't have time for it because it's live and they got to do it. You got to wait on the debates to finish out and all that. So that's kind of what they're doing. They're, they're doing the debates, and they're like, we're going to be relevant. Oh, you guys followed the debates that night? Yeah. Because I so, watched it back on YouTube, but I didn't. I obviously didn't stay awake because I don't stay awake that late. And well, that, obviously. Why would yeah. you? you it's know? funny you mentioned the live thing because we would do stuff on this last season on American Idol. They'd be live shows, and they would yeah. go, okay, we're going to come to you in block two, and you're going to talk to this person and do this because you were really funny about this. So do that whole bit where you and I'm like, cool, no problem. Yeah, and, and then you do go, it all, and they never use well, it. Well, they'll go, all right, we got to cut that. We're running a little. Uh, Lionel just went a little too long, so we got to cut your segment. And I'm like, but can we move my funny segment back? Well, I know. And they're like, we got to cut it. And, and I'm it like, would have oh, been so good, on. right? You think, oh, that that's a little bit of that. You're like, oh, I wish they could have used that. They could have seen that funny little. But yeah. So you're up. You you sound check. You go, okay, we sound good. And did, did, did the roots play with you guys? We didn't use them this time. Okay. We, we played with our piano player, and we had a bowed bass, and I played guitar, and we were live. So me and Jimmy played acoustic. We had piano and bowed bass, and it was scary as hell. And you guys can you say that on the air? You can say whatever you want on this. Okay. You curse to your little heart's content. I do curse a lot. Everything you've ever wanted to say to a microphone. I curse and I drink Coca Cola, Bobby. And, we and I'm a Razorback fan. And and let her rip. I went to the um, went to watch Razorback. The Razorbacks play in the College World Series. It was good. We lost. It sucked. Well, Vanderbilt's so damn good. Well, we lost to Florida State. I know, but you know but, how yeah. it's going. I um, it was fun to go though, and like I'm proud to be from Arkansas. Me too. I, I thought that's why you had me on today because you were. Like, I feel like that's why we Arkansas. have a, like a connection because it's like we come from you know the same place. I'm getting some red headphones now. Now right. that you have them, I have red. I gotta know, get it. I have red everything for two reasons. One, because uh, I'm super colorblind. And I can actually see the differences in most reds. And the other reason is because of Arkansas. But I've read everything. My red shoes, I've named entire tours after red, have my red headphones. But that's why. Arkansas and then my severe colorblindness. You have any physical ailments? You have any, any, any <laughs> like, like I got a whole I have a bad back, Bobby. I got a butthole that I've I've torn from riding my bike. I had to go to the doctor today. I have stenosis of the lower back. It's what, great. What is that from? That means just compacted 
spinal stuff. Yeah. And you have to like do a lot of yoga and stretch. Do you, I, have to, do you I stretch, do you yoga? I meditate, I yoga it out. Are you a meditator? I, yeah, Are you getting I, good at it? Are you I'm good at it? I'm getting better. I've been, I've been oming. Yeah. Oh, do you om? And something about that just seems to like, Take it to a like new a level. Cleanser of the inside. It, it, it works. I me. never do it in yoga because I feel ridiculous. I feel it, ridiculous too, but I just do it anyway because it feels good. When do you meditate? In the morning? Yeah, mornings are better for me. You wake up. Yeah. Walk, walk me through your. It's kind of my routine, you know. You wake, wake up, up at what time? Oh god. Traditionally, you wake up at what time? Well, you know, I'm rock and roll time, so it's like 9 a.m. That's oh, that's that's not rock and roll. That's that's, that's solid human time. Well, rock and roll you know, time is like one. I mean, some people are like I wake up at five a.m. Yep. Listen, I, I can't do I that. Wouldn't. If I would do that, if I could. Yeah, me too. I mean, only I do. in New York. So you wake up at like nine, <sighs> and I stretch a little bit. I yeah. do a little twisty, twisty of the spine. I, you know, when I get to it, I um, and I drink some water, and that's about it. How much time do you spend meditating in the morning? Like an hour. You do? Wow, yeah. good for you. I mean, that's that's good for me. For An sure. hour to like meditate? Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, I, I say maybe 30 of that is meditating. The other 30 is like getting ready to meditate. That's like me when I do my, my bike rides, which by the way is what tore my butthole, is that like <laughs> a lot of that time I'm spending like getting ready, like giving my socks on just right, getting my shoes just right. Um, that's good for you, that meditation. You know, you know, it I have helps friends me, where it's changed their life completely. I mean, it helps me age better. You know, I'm... I'm not getting any younger, and I have a lot of physical work when I perform, and I love it, and it makes me feel alive. So when I can meditate, something about that, um, something about that, it just, I'll, I'll take a drink of Coca-Cola as I say that. You can take all the, see, this is a podcast, there's no see rush. See what I'm saying? Take like a breath. Something about Coca-Cola just gives you that boost you need. That burn. You, whenever you went to college on a vocal scholarship, yeah, you were that good, huh? I don't know. Where were, where were you singing? Was it church? Most of the time in the South, people yeah. get really good in church. Mostly in church, and I had to go and audition for my high school thing. And to get a scholarship, you had to audition. And to get that scholarship, which paid for my school, I had to compete against many others. So that was very challenging. So I had to go. Oh! So what kind of singer? I sounded like you? Tarzan. Were you like were you the uh, were you the bass? It was a baritone bass situation, yeah. And I got a full scholarship. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's weird. I was just talking about this. One of my bus drivers, which I'm not trying to sound pretentious, he. Um, well, no, you drive a tour. You have tour buses. Well, That's okay. My friend Jonathan Martin yeah. is in a group called the Martins, and they're a Southern Gospel Harmony Band. Well, he was one of the co-drivers on our bus this past weekend. And he, I filled in for him as a singer in the Martins, the, the gospel group, when? the Martins. How long ago? This was like maybe like 1993, okay. 94, okay? Long time ago. And he is a great singer, and they're great singers. And I was so, I couldn't even, like, I could barely keep up because they're so talented. But. It's so funny because like now he's you know he's driving my bus and I'm like feeling crazy about that. Like how do I even deal with that? He's he's probably a better singer than me and he's driving my bus, probably making more money than me at the same time. <laughs> you know, I think that's something too. I think people think that just because you're on TV and I know this happens with a lot of artists that you just if you're on the radio or you get on TV at all that you're 
automatically multimillionaires. Yeah, that's kind of funny, isn't it? Like, if you're seen, people think that you're only seen because you're so successful that you're making millions and millions of dollars. I kind of had to deal with a lot of that this weekend with my family. And my, I was at my uncle's funeral, and they all think, of course, you know, hey, you're here so comes successful. Here comes, comes big successful. Philip Buffett. Philip. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, man, you have no idea. And you know, you've experienced some things like this, and and it's not what you think it is. Right. You know? I mean, honestly, what I've found out about these kind of situations is that <laughs> when you think you're going to be in a moment where you're, where you're famous or whatever, it actually is the opposite. You're actually more humbled by what you're experiencing. But for I, me, can, big, that's, a long, that's a bigger conversation. No, I think it's a good conversation. I think for me, though, what has kept me grounded has been I've been able to, as my platform is lifted, I can see more that I can actually help because I was helped. And the more that you can see that needs help, and if you were given to, like I, I just want to be here if I wasn't given to, church groups or PTA groups, like feeding me or Christmas gifts. Thank you. And it, it actually kind of, you know, in a good way, weights you down. It but I, I do, there is a time though, and I, and I was a victim of it too, and I say this about a lot of recording artists, that whenever you first hit, you lose yourself. And it's can you yeah. get yourself back? Because when I'm, I lost myself for a bit. I was like, oh my goodness. This Isn't is, this great? This is years ago. I was like, oh wow, I can't believe it. I'm not, I'm not poor anymore. I, I can go, and like I like going to the gas station and buying whatever I want. I can be like, I can buy whatever I want. But I can like, I have a nice car and like everything was like, wow. But you have to, even with new artists, like they get a hit and the, the big head syndrome happens. And yeah. it's usually, it's like, when is it going to be brought back? Is it because you, you fail two or three times in a row? Or is it because you put good people around you? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's a, a mixture of both. Yeah. Is it because you, it just, for me, it was so hard for so long? Yeah. That I think that's where, like, I'll always remember the burn. I'll never forget it. I'll you, never not it, be the poor kid who it, grew up it's know, my problem. in Mountain it's Pine, like, Arkansas. Yeah. You know, you'll never let go of that part of yourself. And I will never do the same thing, you know. I think about the Queen versus Oprah. Like, who would you rather be? Because they're both massively successful. But the Queen doesn't know what it's like to be broke. She no. doesn't understand or appreciate what she what she has. Where Oprah, sure, she's a billionaire, and probably at this point's a bit out of touch, but Oprah knows. Yeah. Oprah's been through some real crap. And I would much rather have gone through crap and be able to appreciate it than... I feel the same. Then be the queen. I'm very grateful. I'm, I always say now that I'm very grateful for the struggles that I had and the struggles that I can now help. Well, you can understand it. Yeah. It's no, instead me, of sympathy, it's empathy. Yeah, it's empathy yeah. because you, for me, like I, you know, I, as much as I love my Coca-Cola. It's almost like, ding, he's doing a commercial, Mike. <laughs> but it's kind of the thing I hold on to. It's like, uh, you know, I love my little weird things that I like. I'll, I'll still wander into the Make truck stop and get my... Comfort, yeah, Coca Cola, and you know it's just that thing that keeps you who you are. You know, I, we just, I just went back and visited my old hometown, so you know it's really fresh with me. But you know, it's not. We're never ever that far away from the people that are we're connected with and the stories we tell, and that's what I love about it because. You know, as we make music and as we grow and as we learn about ourselves and as I meditate in the morning, you know what I'm thinking about is those beautiful people that raise me up, you know. Little Big Town Week on the Bobbycast. 
This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or you like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's Little Big Town Week on the Bobbycast. What would I be without that government cheese? Well, you may be. And that government peanut butter. You may still be Phil Stevens. I would still be (laughs) Phil Stevens. Phil Stevens. Phil's put his head on the ground, on the table. Uh, Phil (laughs) Stevens, what's your radio name? Hey, I have a good radio voice, You you were a DJ back in the day. Tell me about that. Oh, man. That was good. That was good times. Yeah? You know... That was for me a, a chance to, as a young kid, be able to work a job and also be around music yeah. all the time. I, I mean, I learned so much about music. That's what I can take from that job. What kind of station were you working at? It was a good time. <laughs> was it an oldie station? Good times, great oldie. 
What was the... Uh, was hey, it's Phil Stevens here at Good Times Great Olies. Next, coming up next, it's Bobby Bones. He's going to play you Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I would, it was that. I had that voice, too. Mine was... Come on. Uh, continuous Hit Music, 105.9 KLAZ. It's Bobby Bones here. Going to play the new one here from... Ooh, it's Love Shack from the B-52s. We're going to throw right. it back a few years. And That's I tried right. so hard to do that. I know. I've worked on my non-regional diction, as they say. Me, too. Yeah, I did. I went, like, I took, went to speech pathology. Too. Good. I, I, me too. Yeah. That's why we have so much in common, I think. Yeah. Good times, great oldies. And I. 104.7 Cool FM. It's Phil Stevens. And here's your good times and great oldies. It's Stevie Wonder. <laughs> but I would try to do that. Like, yours is actually pretty good. I was really good at it. And how old were you when you were doing that? I was like 18. Okay, so you were. Uh, 18, 19. And then I you know, was playing music on the weekends with my mom and trying to make some money here and there. You know. So you go, did you graduate from Arkansas State? Did you finish school? No, you I didn't. went one year. Yeah. I had a full scholarship, Bobby, yeah. and I went one year and said, see you later. And then Because I, I didn't want to be a music teacher. I wanted to write songs. So I said, I got to get out of here. And you moved to? I moved to Little Rock for a little bit, and then I moved to Nashville pretty quickly. In 97, I moved to Nashville. So why to Little Rock for a minute? Because for me, that was a well, big city. they had an international airport. Yeah? So I could travel and book myself playing gigs and that was really the reason and i had a buddy his name was doug and we we had we shared an apartment and we booked ourselves out of that same apartment doing gigs playing for different things and um you know until we i moved to nashville i was like i gotta i i gotta get out of here <laughs> it's funny you talk about little rock like that because in my first book i talk about how little rock was a big city to me it was big like for it me was, too. it was a home of ned permy and, yeah. and tall buildings Right, and I was like, I my goal was, I just need to get to Little Rock, and that, that was, was such, it was such a big step for me. Like, still, when I look back, that was probably when I reached, like, in my mind, the biggest goal. I was like, I just want to be on the radio in the Capitol. That's just the place where I'm gonna probably live. Dude, I thought I'd made it so big me when too. I made it to Little Rock. And Little Rock's awesome, and I'll eventually go back and it, live there it, again. It is a cool place, yeah. and you know what? I remember like the river there in the middle of town, and we'd go climb up the old train track bridge and like sit up there and like dream and i would dream about oh man if i could just write songs in nashville and be you know one of those people and so it's pretty cool that i'm here and I, there's no way i could have made it I don't, I don't even know how i got here so i'm really thankful and you know i'm in little big town and i get to play music every day and it's pretty cool so i i never take it for granted but Man, it's so weird. Do a lot of people think that you and Kimberly are married because Karen and Jimmy are married and you're yeah. the two blondes? <laughs> do people, because I can definitely see where if two of them are married, they yes. might assume that the other two are married too. They do that a lot. Is that a thing where they're yeah. like, oh, we're like, we're married, but two other people? But yeah, I mean, what can you do about that? You know, you just say, hey, yeah, but no, not to each other and move on quickly. But, oh, man, I love it. I love getting to create with those beautiful people because. The, the push and pull between the four of us is what has driven me creatively, and we get rewarded with that gift. It's so cool. Like, you know, we get to make music together every day. I was reading this story recently about a soccer player who insured his leg. Because you can go to, like, the, the, <laughs> the Lords of London or Lloyds of London. I'm not even sure yeah. what it is. And you can insure yeah. your body parts. Wow. And so should do, we should what, do that. What are you going to insure? Well, I did have someone, my business manager was like, hey, I'm not paying for that. And she's like, do you want to insure your vocal cords? And I was oh, like, that's a good one. She was like, it's not even about your vocal cords being that good. It's like, that's the only thing you have to work with. 
<laughs> like I've developed no other skills. That made you feel great, by the way. First of all, I think about that because you broke your hand at one point, didn't you? I did. I broke this bone right here on my right hand. And, and, but and I was how, able. And how to, did you do that, by the way? Um, it was. <laughs> was it a was it, it a was fight? Such an accident. It was like one of those things where I was laughing and hit it on something, and I was like, "Ow, that kind of hurt," and broke it. So. so did did it stop your guitar? Because Dirk's broke his hand recently. It didn't stop anything. I actually played with the other three fingers, and it was like I had this weird cast that I had to wear. But the hardest part, and you know this because you do meet and greets and stuff like that, I had this guy come up and meet and greet. And before I realized it was broken, he shook my hand. Mm. And literally, I it almost sent me to my knees. I was so much in pain. And... <laughs> My face got so red, and my bandmates, bandmates were like, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm like, no. That sucks. That's, and he didn't know. He had no idea. And but he was like what? one of those, I'm going to Yeah, and a lot of guys so in the hard. South, they have a really, yeah. really strong handshake to show that. And sometimes it's like a, it's a contest. I don't know what that is about. One that I quickly go, you win. I give him yeah, a tap. Yeah. Like, you, like, yeah. you, you, you got the strongest hand. You're so strong. You're the man. Yeah. I, I want to play a game here. I want to play um, right. a clip of one of your songs. Just give, yeah, it's healed now. It's, healed. Give, it's doing good. Give me a memory, okay? Just I'll I play you a song of yours, and you just give me a memory that comes with that oh, wow. song. I like this. Um, So, Boondocks. I'm going to play a little Boondocks okay. for you. And just let this play for a second. that song i remember this club this little club in kentucky and we've been touring we've been on radio tour struggling it's it was sucking we were you know you know how it feels you just like damn and then all of a sudden we pull up to this place in kentucky and there's all these people here and we're we're there to perform at this club and the parking lot is full we're like who are you opening for? Like, this is incredible. And it comes to be that they're there for us. Mm. And we were blown away. And we performed and we did a, you know, what we thought was a pretty good job. And they were so just into it, they wanted an encore. We'd never done an encore before. So they were like, Boondocks, Boondocks, Boondocks. We sang Boondocks. Again. again. Yeah. That was our encore. Yeah. It's the dude, the hit again. And they loved it. They were like freaking out. I love the end of that song. As far as endings of songs, all time endings of songs. You I, get I a line, I get a pole. We'll go fishing in the crawfish hole. Five car poker on Saturday night, church on Sunday morning. You get a line, I, I, I get a pole. I like Jimmy's part on that. I always want to sing Jimmy's part when. See, see, there you go. That's. Endings of songs, top three of all time. Thank you. Is that still fun to do that end part? Are you kidding? Is the crowd do the end part like crazy? Because I it's will not. Be. It's not just fun. It's like I feel like a three year old. I'm so happy when that happens, and I'll go. You get a line, I get a pole, and they put the mic out to the crowd. And they we'll go fishing them. in the crowd. <gasps> it blows my mind. Yeah. You know, it's. What? That never gets old. It only makes it more beautiful. All right, I'm going to play you another one here. Tell me the uh, memory that comes to mind when I play Girl Crush. Here's a little bit of the song. Here's Girl Crush. A little girl Big Town. Just think about it, Philip. Am I going to press you? Think about it. What memory comes to mind? Hate to admit 
Blake Shelton in a girl crush hat. He's looking over his left shoulder. Posted it on Twitter. He is the sexiest girl crush hat wearing mother I've ever seen. I, that's what and I remember. Blake Shelton wearing the, I remember, I remember that, yeah. Blake Shelton. I remember Stapleton Reba. Had, had Stapleton did it. Like they, like they made that song. Yeah. If if it wasn't for them pushing and you playing it, we talked about that with Dan Rather the other day. We were like, man, you know, if it wasn't for Bobby and all of our friends making this song something, fighting for it, saying, no, hey, you can't just like push this away. This is a song that needs to be heard. We, who would have heard it? You made it happen. And I was just part of the group that made it happen. Well, but you I did were get a in a lot of part. trouble for it, which I'm I'm uh, so proud of at this point of my life. Can I say Oh yeah. Damn Here, here's straight. an interesting story as we mm. do our cool guy handshake. It's one of the only bits that my company has ever because at the time this song was so controversial and I was playing it before it was a single. I think you guys still had um punt. I think, no. Day Drinking. Day Drinking yeah, was yeah, it, yeah. was the song, Your the first song right. off the record. I don't know. And so I was playing this, and my company was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to play this for a, a focus group and see if they <laughs> think this is bad. And I was like, do all you want. Well, and moms they, across the country were saying, I don't want my daughter to hear say, I, I, I don't want my daughter to hear... I want to kiss your lips and th things like that. You were only hearing that from reporters who were taking individual comments because yeah. what we learned through the research when I was like playing the song research. and talking about it Ugh. was that people were going, no, we love the song. And so my company goes, you know what? There were two things on my career that, and I have a great company that have, it took a second for them to adjust. It did take to, a little bit. But there were two things that I got lucky doing. One was Girl Crush before it was a single and I was playing it where they were like, no, no. Oh, okay, we trust you. The second one was putting on a songwriter who didn't have any songs. And I was just like, hey, come play. And he played all the time. And they were like, don't put them on. And it was Stapleton. And then once those two things happened, they were like, all right. You we just trust do, you now. You just do your... Then, yeah. I, then I got fined a million dollars. That was a whole later thing. Oh, my God. I know. I kind of went back to zero at that point. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you still got the best I'm red. still here. I'm the, still here. Yeah, you're still... I'm still here. I'm still we're here. still rocking still it. Here. Um, how about... Let's do oh, a pontoon. Let's, Thank you for that. Tell me the memory. Think about this, Philip. I come to you. I was like, finally. On this song? Finally. Yeah. They're playing our music. And they're, this is getting to the masses. Finally. It was 2012, and we finally got a big splash of, you know, just an awareness of music. And everyone's like, we're playing this song. And it changed our lives because we got booked in places we were never booked before. We got paid more. All those things, you know. Uh, you don't want to be pretentious, but it was really nice. I bet. I mean, I remember watching when this song came out. It was such a big deal. I was still do in Austin, Texas, but I would watch Crook and Chase. <laughs> loved watching Crook and Chase at midnight. I love them. Yeah, yeah, me too. Still love. Love Charlie. Love, yeah. love them. I, yeah. I just love them because I'm big fans of theirs yeah. as a kid. And so but I was watching Crook and Chase, and you guys were on Crook and Chase, the TV show, talking about this song. And I was still in pop and hip-hop. But I was like, I love, those, I don't know why I love those guys, but they seem like people I'd like to hang out with. If, you know, fast forward eight years later, we're hanging out. And here you are. And here we are. But that's, a, yeah, look at that. Okay. Dude, that changed our lives. That song did. Thank you, Pontoon. Thank you for the fans. I still don't have a Pontoon. My favorite story is Natalie Hemby, one of the writers of that song. She, she went to a, a dealership where they sell Pontoons. And she was like, yeah, we kind of want to buy one of these and get 
going on it and she and the guy was like yeah you know that song i hate that song i've heard it so much i hate that song and she couldn't tell the guy she was a writer on it but he hated it and i'm sure because i used to work in a marina and i used to drive pontoons and fix pontoons i probably would hate that song too if i had to hear it all day every day it, it had some a lot of hate factor on it that just means the exposure is large. That's a great. Yeah. That's what I tell a lot of my it's friends nice, who right. who start to get hate on Instagram because they're, they're getting bigger. <laughs> I'm like, the only reason you're getting more hate is because you're getting bigger. And the right? more people that see you, you're playing a numbers game. The more people that see you, the more people that aren't gonna like you. Yeah. It's not that you're so much more unlikable. Just more more people are seeing you. That's it. And that's the nature of but, it. But hey, if you can take that and go with it, when you and heard, not get your feelings hurt, I was like, well, you know what? I'm, I hate that happened to you, but. Congratulations on your song. Yeah, yeah right. Um, when you, that, that song, because uh, we were talking to her about that, it wasn't Hitch at first, was it? When, did, when you got the work tape, was it Back to <laughs> Hitch? Back this bitch out was into it when you heard the it? water. Because I, she, I loved that. That's what I loved about it. I loved that it said Back This Bitch. And then when we said Hitch, we were like, okay, we got to make it like, you know, cool for the peeps. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's and, and Hitch bit. also makes sense as someone again who won Arena. It, it yeah, works. right. Little Big Town Week on the Bobbycast. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort. Little to no break-in period. Like, it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tecovis store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. 
And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's Little Big Town Week on the Bobbycast. All right, I'm going to play Little White Church because I love this one here. Let's, let's Rihanna's do favorite. Let's see what memory comes to mind uh, when I play Little White Church from Little Big Town. Here you go. Which, by the way, this is the song I'll still mix up in the dance party. I, I know this yeah. part. Think about this. What comes to mind? Okay. I had a 1932 Gibson guitar. Guitar. And that was right around the time of the Nashville floods. And that guitar, I had to shoot it. I used it for the video shoot. And then I left it in storage and we went to sing the anthem at the, the race in Kentucky, the Derby. And that was when the flood happened. And so I lost my guitar. Really? It floated on the water, in the river. And I, I moved here right after that, so I didn't experience the flood. Yeah. What was that like here? It was bizarre. You know, you had people like Keith Urban and Vince Gill, who lost like 100 guitars. I, I just remember one of the best stories is that Vince Gill lost his guitar that his father gave him. And it was this like 100-year-old Martin. And so for me, when I lost a 1932 Gibson that I just bought you know, somewhere, I played it in a video, Little White Church, but I thought, wow, that's nothing compared to what Vince lost. He lost the guitar his dad gave him. But there was a lot of that going on. Peter Frampton, Keith Urban, they all lost like 100 guitars each. It was like, it was unreal. And then you would even see people and go, oh, guitars are nothing when it comes to like homes. You know, it even would like. Yeah. It, and that, yeah, guitars are nothing. You're right. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, mean, I do gosh, that too sometimes. I'll be I feel like, man, silly even saying that. No, no, no. I think everybody, no, everybody gets it in context because it's a music podcast. Yeah. And we're talking about yeah. that. But that yeah. happens to me too. Where I'm like, oh, man, I got to wake up at 3 30 in the morning. But I'm like, yeah, you know what, though? It's all right. Like, you get to do something pretty cool. Pretty cool. You know, in con- I'm going to play, let me play a little bit of, boy, you have, you have so many songs that I love. Let's do Tornado. The thing. This was the jam. You're playing keys right now in front of me. I am. I, I'm you play to, keys on this I song? I play guitar on this song. Okay. I actually play a guitar that's uh, strung with really low strings, so it's like boom, 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 really low Almost string. like a bass? Almost like a bass. All right. And I played this little Larave guitar, and we performed this, this song on David Letterman before he retired. And what I remember is that he came over and he was like, What's that little guitar you got there, sir? Like, like, you know, I felt ridiculous. I'm like, man, I'm not impressing David Letterman at all. I'm like trying to rock it out with this guitar all strung low. And he's like, what's that little guitar you got there, Sonny? <laughs> David Le- that's my that's my hero. It's always been my dream to meet David Letterman. Really? Yeah. And I haven't. I'm also scared to because, you know, they're like, yeah, you know. If, and we get we are in the world now where we get to meet a lot of people that we think and thought were super cool. Sometimes they're cooler than we thought. Sometimes they're not. 
I agree with you so much on that regard. And, yeah, and Dave is... I say Conan O'Brien is one of those that I thought I would... You know, I'd met him and performed on his show a few times, yeah. and then I run into the guy, you know, on a vacation. You just run into Conan O'Brien? Park City, yeah. Utah, and I was like, hey, man, I know I've played on your show a few times. He's like, yeah, I don't remember. And then it was like, I don't, I, I don't want to call him out, but I'm kind of calling him out. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, I don't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> at least he was honest. Yeah, he was cool about yeah. it. He didn't remember at all. I'd been on that. We'd been on there like three times. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, I'm just such a fan. I was, I, I, I loved your, uh, you know, documentary, you know, Can't Stop. And he was like, oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that was great. But I don't remember you, man. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, enjoy your rest of your vacation. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and he went on his way and didn't remember anything. But I thought he remembered me. He, he like he, you know, I I remember being in New York, taping the show and seeing him after the show. I'm like, oh my god, thanks, man, thanks for having us. My daughter, your daughter, we talked. And no, no, no memory. So many people go through there. You know, it, what can you do? And what are you gonna do? Just, what are you gonna do? Just I'm just some anyway. kid from Arkansas. We're just I'm like, country folk anyway. What are you? After third time playing his show, I thought he would remember, but he didn't. Right. I would. Re Maybe I would remember, but he didn't, and I don't judge him for that. But who was the last person that you asked to take a picture with? Like, think about that. Not like family, but like someone. And I'll, as you're thinking about it, I saw Ben Folds at the Nashville airport, and I was too scared to ask him to take a picture because I'm such ben a huge Folds. fan. But I wonder, like, someone like you, you're a big time musician. I, do you, really? Yeah. Like, who who's is the last that person that you went up to and like, hey man, you mind if we get a picture? I always feel so like. I still always feel like that little kid from Arkansas who never really is that, you know, what you say, yeah. what you just said. I, I always feel so humble and so, and, and Ashley McBride, who is my friend, we grew up in the same little town. We always talk about, oh man, we can connect because we remember our teachers, our algebra teacher, Miss Bassham. We had the same algebra teacher, which you failed and Ashley McBride she failed us both, teacher. by that's, the way. That's funny. Um, but, you know, the last person I remember really wanting to take a picture it's with. A tough question. It is a tough question. I would, I'll, I'll look on it my was, it was It was Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley? The actress for, you know, Ray, the new Jedi. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't know. I've never She's seen, like the I, new. I've, I've never seen Star Wars, but is, that, is she, she was, in it? She was recently on Jimmy Fallon, and we were all backstage, and we were like, can we get a picture with you? And she was like, oh, yeah, who, who are you? And I kind of dig that, that she has no clue, but she's amazing. Mine is Blanc. My, my daughter was fascinated. I did Blanco Brown, who does, gonna do the two-step and cowboy <laughs> boogie. Have you heard that song? <laughs> yes. That and Lil Nas X. The last two guys that I was like, let's get a picture. I, thankfully, I was there for the Lil Nas X kind of situation, yeah. and we were all there hanging out at an after party, so it wasn't too awkward. You know but I always feel awkward asking, like, hey, can would you mind taking a picture? You know what the move is? What I've now kind of got mastered with whomever's with me? I'll be like, hey, do the move. And they know what the move is. So they'll get their phone out and be like, you know, we should get a picture. Bobby, get with Lil Nas X. You guys take a picture together. You guys got to do this. Because I didn't ask. And, yeah, and you didn't like, ask. Someone else did. And it's not like Lil Nas X is going to go, like, nah. He can go, all right, because I didn't. Well, yeah. Yeah. So What's he going to say? That's my move now. That's where, a good move. Where I'm like, all right, do the thing. Then, then you don't have to ask. Then I don't have to ask. Because I'm always kind of embarrassed. Uh, me too. I'm like, I don't want to be the guy who's like, look at me. Mm -hmm. I know. Okay, how about this one? I love right. this song. 
Um, it sadly did not do as well as I hoped it would do, but I loved it so much. And I think Karen and I had talked about how frustrating it was for me when when someone stops loving you. Well, wasn't a huge hit. Such a good song. Yeah, be careful. Tell me about this. What memory is this? Okay, this song was beautiful, and we loved it. The shooting of this video might have been the hottest day in California. Like sexy? No, oh, it wasn't heat. sexy. Oh. I might have <laughs> almost passed out. I almost had a heat stroke. Like, it was like 108 degrees. And there's this picture of me, like, wandering off in the distance with this, you know, this land that had kind of been scorched by the fire, basically. So it looked really good. It looked like you were on Mars. And we're shooting this video, and... I had a moment there where well, you get so hot that you're cold. It's like water sometimes yeah. does that, where you touch it and you're like, is that hot or is that cold? I, yeah. I literally thought I was going to pass out. And that's what I remember from this song. But it's a beautiful thing. You know another one I love? There, you guys have so many songs that I love. Like, I love Your Side of the Bed. And I remember watching you guys do that at the award show. Thank you. Such a shame. It's so funny because uh, Jimmy and par Karen's parents both thought that they had something. They are like, is there something you got to tell us? You know, like, is something going on between you guys? Yeah, you guys you know. This is your breakup song? This is your divorce but song? There's Laura McKenna there for you. She's like, she knows how to write this lyric. And she has the most beautiful marriage with her husband, Gene. And we always go, how do you write these songs? And you have the happiest life ever, you know? But because she's probably so well-balanced, she can go there. I wonder what... What a gift, right? Yeah, and you know she lives in Boston, and people go to her, which is because she's so good. Yeah, and the fact that she—that's a cool thing that people will travel to you. She comes to Nashville some, <laughs> and I love Lori. I know Lori. She comes a little bit. Have you written with Lori? I've not written with her. Oh. now. I won't even ask her to write. Like, come on now. I only write funny songs, and she can write the hits and do love junkies and make the millions. I'm not gonna tr try to take her time up. You know, she's I did got, this with she's her. She's got the funny side to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Listen, she wrote Humble and Kind. I need some more You need more coke? Here. You need more soda? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, let me play a little bit of I've the... Been, I've been going too fast. Of the new, the new one here, Daughters. I've heard of God the Son and God the Father. I'm still you guys did this on Balance. Yeah, and the tuxedos. Which, by the way, were those tuxedos super expensive? Were those like Gucci or something? They were pretty pricey. And you don't have to buy those, right? Uh, well, thank God. Okay. I... I, I borrowed them okay we borrowed them tell me about this song this song karen wrote it with sean mcconnell and ashley ray i don't know if you know or familiar i know who sean mcconnell both of those writers are but she said it was literally a gift it just fell out of the sky and they were talking about uh that book you know girl wash your face uh, rachel hollis yeah, yeah. and she, karen was like girl wash your face before you come to the table and then sean picks up a guitar and says and they keep going and they this song just kind of fell out of the sky. And she came to us the other day, not that long ago, and the studio was like, this song, I feel like this might be the best song I've ever written. Listen to it. And we listened, and it was beautiful. It moved us all so much. Thank you. I'll wash the dishes, feed the kids, and clean up all this mess. What's the dynamic like when all four of you can really sing? Because you can really sing. Don't you ever want to go, let me have all the leads. Tonight. This is Tuesday, guys. Listen, let me just sing all the leads. 
You know, because we, I, I work in a group dynamic, yeah. which when you're this close with people, there's also a lot of family tension. Yeah. If you don't think Amy and I fight sometimes, you're nuts. Like, Amy and I oh. fight because we, we're together every day for hours from arm's length. And we talk about it openly. It's like, but if we didn't fight, it wouldn't be a real relationship. Right. The push and pull is what makes Absolutely. it. And I feel the same way about the band. The push and the pull. You know, if you had one person who told everybody what to do, it'd be boring. It'd be lame. With the four of us and the connection we have and the push and the pull, it makes creativity beautiful. It gives us the gift. It gives us that reward. I feel so rewarded artistically. Don't like, you want to do we, a solo project, though? Like, here it is, <laughs> Philip Sweet solo. Oh, uh, you know, it probably sucked. <laughs> <laughs> who knows right i don't know i i have so much fun i feel rewarded because we let each other shine so much in this band in a way that in different ways i get to do so many different things yeah more so than i probably would in a solo situation and that i really enjoy and i think we all really enjoy that gotta split that money four ways well that's what sucks about it you gotta split, <laughs> but you know that's when you let your ego we all check our ego at the door and be like you know what we split that money, but we get to share this creative yeah. gift that rewards us in ways that we would have never understood until we can sing together. When we hit that chord together, and we, we, it's something that something special happens when that chord happens and we hit that triad. What's your favorite you, song to do right now? Oh. Right now, in, in the live show, what's your favorite song? When you see it pop up, you're like, oh, this one's kind of refreshing. It's fun. Or I was born in a race. Still? In the boondocks? I think the boondocks still, is still look the at song. You. That's cool because a lot of artists go, I'm going to keep doing it because the fans want to do it, but I'm just going through the motions. That's, that's a lot of artists that have hits that are, you know, five, six, eight years, ten years old. I think that's the best gift to me is that I've never had a moment where I felt like I've had to go through any emotions. Like, I can say that. I can look you in the eye and say that with a heart full of pride. We live it. We love it. We live it. We love it. And it's every moment is so exciting. I feel like I'm a 19-year-old every day because I get to live my dream with how's, my friends. How's Rebecca? She's more beautiful than ever. Yeah? That's part of what makes me feel 19. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm really thankful every day. I get to wake up and live my dream and create with my friends and I know it sounds so cliche, but it's pretty damn awesome. Look at you. Little Big Town Week on the Bobbycast. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort. Little to no break-in period. Like, it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. 
T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. It's Little Big Town Week on the Bobbycast. Small town boy from Arkansas. Making it. Are we? Let's I, make some more. You know what? I don't know. I don't know if you ever feel like you made I don't. I don't think I've ever made it. That's I, why I, I yeah, don't that, ever say that to myself. I don't either. I never go, you know what? Maybe we should. Maybe that's. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. Because I feel like I'm always striving. And that keeps me motivated. Do you feel like you're, do you have issues with feeling like you're good enough? Imposter syndrome, is they Probably, say? yeah, but that's okay. I kind of, maybe I need that, you know? Maybe it helps me stay humble and true and keep pursuing the pure passion of love of music because, man, it's so cool. It's so fun. Like, I get to, we, I, Jimmy and I were just having this conversation. We just played Jimmy Fallon. And we looked at each other walking out of there and like, two small town kids, look at us. Did you ever think you'd get to do these kind of things? Yeah. No, we didn't. And it's pretty awesome. Something that we do here, we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of your favorite musical artists of all time. All right. Now, Mount Rushmore normally has four people, but we do five because everybody always wants to add There's somebody. So, many. so you just get five. Okay. So this is... This is the, the Mount Rushmore of musical artists. I like this. Now I'm, I'm putting you. T- it, you know, you got to pick five, and just to roll you through mine. Garth is on mine. John Mayer's on mine. Ben Folds is on mine. That's a great. Wow. Um, I feel stressed. I now. made a new one recently. I put Casey on there. Okay. And I kind of. It's kind of a mix of my current favorites and my all times. But your Mount Rushmore of music can be anybody you want. And then as my bonus was Old Dominion because they're just crushing it and everything well, they yeah. do I love now. Okay, they're pretty awesome. So that's my Mount Rushmore. As I've talked, I've vamped to give you a second to think about it. Who's first on your Mount Rushmore music, Philip? Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Ray Charles. And then it goes Michael McDonald. Uh, you, you know, you definitely got the Michael McDonald vibe. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. Mike, do you know who Michael McDonald is? You didn't need. You did not need to hear that, but now you did. He's uh, Doobie Brothers, and then Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald, yeah. and then you have Stevie Wonder. Okay, so so far we got Ray. Oh, it's heavy keys. These are heavy keys. You're loving guys. the key. You're loving I love the piano the keys, players guys. right now. That's my first instrument. So, okay, yeah. so it's Ray I go Charles. Keys, drums, guitar. That's my how my instruments go. Ray Charles, Michael McDonald, Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Oh, good. You're going keys. So do you go <laughs> next up? Do you go? Oh man, this is tough. 
I know. This is a really tough one. Okay. I said Michael McDonald. Mm-hmm. Wait, Ray Charles, Michael McDonald, Stevie Wonder. Yes. And then I like a little John Mayer. Okay. He's my guitar hero right now. Okay, so that's four. So that's four. So the then you get guy, one more. One more. Here you go. Where do you go? That's a tough one. It really is hard. I like Bruce Hornsby a lot. He's back to the keys guy. Interesting choice, you yeah. Know, because he's he's one of those guys that he you know, he felt he kind of rode the line between songwriter, musician, and there was I've never heard a bass solo before before Bruce Hornsby. So Bruce Hornsby. Your favorite Bruce Hornsby. Ricky Skaggs. Oh. I'm sorry you missed. Oh. I'm sorry, Ricky Skaggs. In the same category? Ricky, no, I'm sorry. That's why we say you only get four plus one because everybody always wants to go, what about the next one? James Taylor. Oh, next one. They can all three fit in the same. Okay. They'll all share the same head cut out. Uh, That Um, was really bad, wasn't it? No, it is what it is. Next time you come in, you can change it up. Ray Charles is my favorite. What, you have a favorite Ray Charles song? What makes you think of Ray Charles? Not even favorite. What song is it that makes? You think- uh, it's his. It's his soul. Uh, it's the. It's the sound of his voice. I can't even explain it. I can't even try to emulate it. But I think when you said it's a soul, you do explain it. It's his soul, you just, man. You kind of feel it. Of all the American songs, because I love Ray Charles too, and I think Kaylee Hammock and I, maybe Mike, we're talking about. Yeah. Ray Charles a bit, and. Um, Modern sounds country music, mm-hmm. and so but we were we, we were kind of diving into that a little bit. But when he sings, Georgia on my mind. By the way, the best version, yeah. or even America, America, God shed His grace on thee. Listen to that voice, and it's like, oh, I never felt so. But, but that version, yeah, still, that version, oh, it's so good. God shed His grace on thee, and crown thy good with in brotherhood from. See, do shine and you're like, oh, oh no. you want to put your hand on your heart just as that's he's singing America that. That's America right there. Yeah, it's a jam. From sea to shine and see. Oh, oh, I'm in the wrong key. Oh, put us in the right key, Bobby. I live in the wrong key, Phil. Me too. Mostly, most of the time. I don't even live in a key. I'm just bouncing all around. It's a jam. Melissa. Oh, he's way higher than we. Well, we don't. I don't attempt. even try. It's yeah. like singing McGraw songs. Oh. Like McGraw sings so high that I don't even try to sing McGraw song. Like even the kid around with McGraw songs. Yeah. And people hear us. Oh, America. America. There he goes. There he goes. Take it home. I don't even want to try. Good. I love it. I love that you pulled that up. Thank you, Mikey. Did you watch Ray, the movie? I did. It's good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I love Jamie, everything. Did Jamie Foxx like, t- glued his eyelids shut for that movie? I didn't know that. Yeah, so he could like feel as close to being... Because he knows you never can replicate what someone who has no vision is actually going through. Um, but he was like, I wanted to feel as close as I could to it, so he glued his eyelids shut. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Crazy, huh? I was just so blown away with his musical performance about just portraying that character. Yeah. Like, how can anyone try to be Ray Charles. But Jamie Foxx did a great job. Do you see the James Brown movie? Did you ever see that one? I haven't seen that one. Pretty good. Now you're inspiring me. It's pretty I, good. I love my music documentaries. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, they're like biopics more than documentaries. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. We, we trust them. But they're, <laughs> they're probably messing around with us a little bit. I love my George Harrison uh, four-hour 
Francis Ford Coppola documentary. Oh, my God. You know, Tom Petty's got one that's about four hours. I sat through that one, too. The Eagles have a series that's about, it's a documentary. About, I, I live for those It's about things. four hours, and the Eagles one is so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I question myself as a musician. Like, that inspires me so much to see that heart and love and music. Yeah. And I think to myself, wow, what have I done in my life to, to create a legacy like that? And they probably thought while they were doing it, what have I done to create a legacy? Same, the same thing. I don't know. Until they finished. And they're like, I don't know. Well, listen. Did they, did they do that? I don't know. They did. Maybe they did. And you're doing it now. And I hope we do the same. Because I think when you're humble and you still believe that you can do something fresh and new every day and you can create, you're still living. You're still experiencing what it is or whatever that thing is that drove us here in the first place. That's what I love about it. Well, here's what I hope for you, Philip. Mike, if you play me a little bit of that in America, please. America. This is what I hope for you as we finish up this hour-long podcast. I hope that one day you're somewhere like a ski village. <laughs> and, a, and it's a big red-headed fella. It comes up to you. And this big red-headed fella goes, excuse me, sir. I don't want to bother you, but I think you were on my show one time. And you know what you say back to them? You go... I've been on a lot of shows. I don't quite. Re- I don't remember you. I don't remember. I don't you. remember you. <laughs> That's my goal for you, Philip. Hey, you know, I want to remember that guy though. I want to know. I want to remember. Yeah. That's my goal. Because I hate not remembering. <laughs> Maybe we can remember how beautiful these days all are because it's so damn good. Well, you said it all, my friend. I love you, buddy. And go hogs. Amen. I give you one. I give you one right there. There he is. Episode 186. Philip Sweet of Little Big Town. Follow him at Philip Sweet on Instagram. But if he's not posting right now, just wait a minute. Don't be sad. You'll be back. I'll be no there. No need to cry. Don't. Yeah. Hold on just a minute. Just, you I'll know. get you back. You see him? I'm just living my life, I Bobby. I my voice higher and higher for no reason. I'm just busy living my life. Living his life. Uh, and uh, new music from Little Big Town. Check out The Daughters. And I'm sure by the time you hear this, which we're going to put this up. Almost immediately, but people listen to these things for years. I'm sure your latest project is even better. Everything that you've done since Daughters has been the greatest I've ever heard. I have to say this. Yeah, go ahead. This is our ninth studio album. Is that right? And I can't tell you how special this music is. I, it's so beautiful. And after that record does so well, and right now, maybe you're on your 11th when people are hearing this, and it's even better. <laughs> maybe you're on your 13th. And let me tell you, you thought the 11th one was good. This 13th one? Can we just hang out all day? Maybe it's the best music I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. All right, episode 186. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Love you, buddy. Little Big Town Week on the Bobbycast. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort. With little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.